I might want to take a gap year next year because I'm not sure I want to start my freshman year online. I want that freshman experience that I've been dreaming of, that I've been working hard for all throughout high school. So they're considering deferring their offer of admission for a year in hopes that by fall 2021, things will be uh, a little better and they'll be able to have that in-person experience. listening to College Talk with Game Theory College Planners. In this edition of College Talk, we discuss the gap year with a special guest, and we share a few stories along the way. Now, I want to spend some time and talk about my my first experience with a gap year. I believe this was around 2016. I was working with a bright student, young for his age. He was ahead a couple of grades, and we got him into Barry College. They offered an amazing scholarship as we were planning on getting him sent off into his freshman year, mom started having second thoughts and was really concerned that he was young for his age and and wanted him to spend some time growing up before we sent him off to college. That's when I became aware of the gap year. We, we thought about taking an entire year off just so he could take some time to maybe work part-time, mature a little bit. And when we contacted the college to tell them, what they were trying to accomplish, they were very, they were very accommodating. Not only did they hold his seat, they held his scholarship for him. And then he started a year later, the following fall. And as I did some research into this, I actually found out that this, this really was a thing. I think a lot of us, when we think about college, we get really caught up with the social clock that just after high school, we have to start college right away. And if we wait around, our plans and our worlds are going to fall apart. I was actually at a uh, NACAC college fair not too long ago, and I came across uh, Susan Staley, who actually specializes as a gap year consultant, and she's joining us today on this podcast. So I wanted to take some time and introduce Susan. She's part of uh, Free to Roam Adventures out of Nashville, a gap year consultant. And I wanted to welcome you to our podcast today and um, introduce you and really give you a chance in your words as an expert in this field um, to talk to us about what taking a gap year means. So uh, Susan, why don't you go ahead and say hello? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a it's a great time to be exploring the, the gap year option and uh, definitely a hot topic right now. So I'm, I'm happy to be here to, to talk with you. Great. So what, in your words, how would you define a gap year? What, what does that look like? And who, who should take one? Yeah, so I would say kind of broadly, a gap year is an intentional year of personal growth and experiential learning, typically between high school and college. So gap years can look really different. Not everyone's gap year looks the same. There's kind of a range of opportunities that students can participate in during their gap year. They don't always necessarily have to choose one single activity for their entire gap year. Um, it's meant to be about um, developing some real-world skills, exploring topics and themes that they're interested in, um, and helping them become more prepared for, for college. And, you know, like you said, your, your student that you worked with, gaining some maturity um, is, is a big part of the gap year experience, just kind of growing up and, and building confidence. I think there's two words you mentioned there that, that really stand out that I believe should put some parents at ease. 
And I think the two words were planned and intentional. I think, uh, do you come across parents that are scared of how are the colleges going to look at my student for for taking this break? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the gap year that it is kind of this veering off the path, directionless, aimless experience. Um, But really a good gap year is meant to be um, structured and supported and a student should have a plan, a clear plan for how they're going to spend that year. Um, And we found that colleges respond just like the example you um, described really favorably to a gap year that uh, where student student shows that they're approaching it with that intention and with a plan of some specific um, opportunities that they're looking to explore and and ways that they're going to enrich themselves. Um, So that is really important that it be structured and intentional. Well, when you're when you're consulting with a student or family what are the kinds of questions a family should ask or students should ask as they're planning for a gap year? Yeah. So one of the first things I ask students is, why, it, why is it that you want to take a gap year? Um, it's really important that a student be excited about the opportunity, that it not be something that just the parents are, are pushing, that students really got to be excited um, and, and wanting to explore and, and pursue the opportunity. So based on that, that answer right there, sometimes students are saying, I want to take a gap year because I'm burned out. I've had a really competitive academic experience in high school, and the thought of going directly into another competitive academic environment in college is just a little too much right now. I need a, I need a mental health break. I want to explore some, some other things that I'm interested in. More and more, we're also seeing students who are choosing to take a gap year because they say, I have two interests in terms of majors or career opportunities, and I want to gain some real-world experience related to both of those fields to help me figure out what it is I want to, to major in in college. I don't want to waste the time in college or go into more debt, taking longer to graduate because I'm unsure about what it is I want to pursue after that. Uh, similarly, I also have students who say, I want to take a gap year because I don't know what I want to study in college. I have no idea. Um, and I think that's a totally okay place to be when you're 18 years old. And so for those students, we're looking at defining some of their interests and putting them in experiences where they can explore those interests and also figure out what they're good at, um, developing some skills, um, so that they can, then enter college with more certainty and confidence about what it is that they're pursuing and the path that they're on. Well, one of my earlier blogs, one of the things that we were projecting was with a lot of the uncertainty with COVID-19 for current 2020 grads, uh, is there, do you think there's a growing number of students that are really shy about starting in the fall and maybe leaning towards the gap year as a real viable option that normally wouldn't have? Yes, definitely. Um, You know, based on anyone who's been following gap years in higher ed and the news has seen, there's a huge number of students that are recently starting to consider the gap year. But also personally, I've gotten a lot more calls from students and parents who were saying, I might want to take a gap year next year because I'm not sure I want to start my freshman year online. I want that freshman experience that I've been dreaming of, that I've been working hard for all throughout high school. Um, So they're considering deferring their offer of admission for a year um, in hopes that by fall 2021, 
things will be uh, a little better and they'll be able to have that in-person experience. Um, and I'm really trying to encourage the students to reframe it because it has been a, it's been a tough year for seniors this year and I really sympathize with them. But I'm trying to encourage them to reframe this gap year option as not something that they're losing out on, but kind of a bonus year that they're potentially gaining. Um, you know, maybe they hadn't considered the gap year as an opportunity before, but this is allowing them to, to kind of open up and consider a, a new opportunity where they can maybe do some service or volunteering and really feel like they're being um, an important agent of change in their community that needs them right now. Maybe they're doing some sort of virtual internships or career exploration opportunities so that they can, you know, gain some experience, maybe learn some new skills and also better equip them um, with, with some experience before they get to college. Um, we're not sure necessarily right now exactly what the fall is looking like, but I'm encouraging students who are planning to take a gap year for the fall to maybe look at some domestic options. Um, and then potentially in the spring, if things have um, improved by the spring, then maybe we can start looking at, at international programs again. But that's one of the great things about a gap year is it's really, you can be really flexible and nimble um, and kind of make it your own uh, based on what you're interested in and, and, and where you are geographically. Um, and so I, I think there's a, that's a huge advantage right now when we have so many uncertainties that, that it's a, a really flexible option that you can, you can meld. I think based on an earlier conversation that we had had, there's a lot of gap year opportunities to go abroad. And with a lot of the travel restrictions that are in place now, you had mentioned maybe we can put more of an emphasis on domestic options. Could you give me some, maybe some examples of domestically, what would be some excellent uh, gap year options? Yeah. So there's, there are gap year programs, which are opportunities specifically for gap year students, where it would be a group of students together with a group of peers. So maybe up to 14 students and typically they're being supervised by a leader or resident advisor. So some of those programs domestically are still operating whether it's an internship-based program in Boston or a service-based program in Portland. Um, there's some agricultural experiences where students can learn skills um, like farming and uh, soap making, kind of living off the land in North Carolina and New England. And then there's also the opportunity to, like I described, kind of crafting your own gap year. So that might look like maybe you're feeling more comfortable staying at home in the fall. So maybe you could do some tutoring locally. And a lot of kids have missed out on a school educational experience this past spring. So maybe you can tutor younger students um, getting politically engaged since it's an election year, whether you're helping with the get out the vote campaign or working for a specific candidate. Um, there's some great opportunities there if you're interested in politics. There's also City Year and AmeriCorps and Conservation Corps are three service year opportunities where students would be in a specific region of the United States. City Year would be tutoring um, in a, a, a public school. AmeriCorps involves uh, a variety of different placements where it's helping vulnerable communities, maybe in a, uh, a, a food bank or um, a local nonprofit. And then Conservation Corps um, involves working on conservation projects outdoors, so maybe trail building or remo removing invasive species um, so there's kind of a, a range of, of opportunities, whether it's an organized gap year program, a service-focused experience, or 
kind of crafting your own gap year at home, whether it's doing some tutoring or volunteering, driving for Meals on Wheels, virtual internship, um, that type of, of thing. I like that idea of crafting a do-it-yourself gap year approach. That's pretty neat. I, are there certain gap year activities that lend themselves more to specific majors? I think it would be a natural thing to say, okay, if, I, if I'm an artist, here are some types of things I can do for artistic expression during a gap year. I could work in a museum. I can put together an art festival. What about other majors, STEM-related, engineering, or or I, I want to go to medical school, I want to be a doctor? Uh, what are some, are there, t- are there gap year activities that are geared towards specific majors? Uh, yes, absolutely. So we're seeing um, more tech-related opportunities are kind of growing. Um, recently, I just had a call yesterday with a, a new program out in California that's not specifically marketing to gap year students, but would still be a great a great gap year opportunity. Um, and then we, do, we also have a lot of students who say, I think I want to be pre-med, and they're wanting to take a gap year. Um, so whether it's doing some some shadowing maybe with with someone that they know personally who works in in the medical field or doing some sort of some volunteer work um and actually here in Nashville um hands on Nashville which is a um kind of local volunteer recruitment organization, they're recruiting volunteers to help with COVID-19 testing, just kind of setting up and breaking down um, testing centers. Mm-hmm. So students might not be actually swabbing people, but they're there kind of observing how the public health process works and, and you know, helping direct traffic. And I think something like that could be a really great opportunity for someone who's interested in public health or the medical field to kind of see what, what it looks like on the ground and also to feel like with even with your limited skill set, you're, you're able to, to contribute something. I think we're just going to put things on pause right there. Susan and I really dove into this topic, but we do like to keep these podcasts short. So stay tuned where we pick up right where we left off in part two. This is Danny from Game Theory College Planners signing off.